first thing I noticed was the blood-covered shuttlecraft. Looked very next generation-y. <laughs> Looked great. It did look kind of next generation-y. Uh, the paint job was definitely more badass. Yeah. It was a cool-looking shuttle. It had a very cool paint job. And we got some nice warping in the background effects. I always like when they do that. And I was confused at first. I'm like, why are they all of a sudden on a shuttle? And then I realized, wow, they're really taking the Empress's orders to heart. They just immediately jump ship onto the shuttle and are headed toward the palace. Isn't that what she said? Like, get over here? Yeah, but it's Starfleet. Like, <laughs> you have to do an away mission first or I something. Guess. I guess. <laughs> or ask down Scotty. Scotty, the engines are broke, right? And also, it blew up the planet. So shouldn't the palace have been, like, right there? somewhere i thought so too she must have sent an envoy or something she said how far away it was and i don't remember it wasn't that far though it was within the solar system i think no i think they were at warp for about 30 seconds so yeah so, <laughs> it didn't really matter that and much and she said that was like, like 30 million kilometers or something which is not that yeah. much we did learn some sad news the information that they recovered about the defiant is incomplete so now not only do they have to meet the empress but they need to steal even more defiant information on this yes. mission it was redacted so they got <laughs> So they know a phrase now. Uh, what's the what was the technical phrase? Interphasic space. And that sounds familiar. must have been from another show. I think there's some part of the episode of the original series that I didn't watch but probably should have it by this point is I, I think there was some kind of interphasic something going on. I love the redaction because right in the user interface she's scrolling and there's just blocks commented out of yep. you can't see this. So it's a true to form redaction. All the all the parts about equality and diversity were redacted. <laughs> Those are dangerous thoughts, of course they are. Dangerous. <laughs> uh, so apparently the palace is a flagship. A huge, huge. ship. It's like a tiny not quite a Dyson sphere. It was kind of a Star Destroyer. It was a little bit. A little bit. We did get a full one full shot of it, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it reminded me of a Romulan ship with that little scoop at the bottom. I could see that. I was thinking it reminded me of a Romulan ship because uh, they use uh, Singularity as their drive. Yeah. And, and in this case, it's a star? Glowy thing? Big ball of energy? I mean, it looks like a star, but yeah. I guess it's not because it's too small. A right? star with lightning bolts coming in oh, off of it. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so it's a fancy star. I thought it would be like the Romulans, a black hole. Because you can't really make a star that size. Sure. So what else is it? Tiny star. <laughs> Mirror star. <laughs> wow, those Terrans, they have some weird tech. They have some interesting stuff. Mm. Uh, I guess that's possibly the result of getting uh, 100 years in the future technology at one point. Oh, you think they stole that from the Defiance? Well, it could have been Information? Uh, yeah. Giving them a little jump in technology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Experimenting around a little bit. I mean, yep. we do learn that their Stamets has been experimenting. So Yes. We'll uh, get to that. Emperor Giorgio's entrance is great. I love her throne. I love how it turns around. All her titles. Uh, <laughs> it was all her kingdoms. Uh, Regent of Andor, I believe. Some yeah. other great ones. Yeah. Basically, the various original series worlds that she has conquered. She has them all. Yep. <laughs> she collected them all. <laughs> uh, I really wondered what the Kelpian thing was about when it happened. Yeah. I was scary. like, are they? Are we picking a new butler or... <sighs> I, I mean, I can't, I can't even put my mindset into that. I'm so depressed by what happened there. So let's just talk about it. Giorgio arrives, and the Empress gives her a gift of picking yeah. a Kelpian, and it's terrible. That she person, does end up eating. I actually, I missed the part where she like puts it in her mouth, but yeah, she, she ate him. <laughs> oh, okay, let's skip that part. The plan seems to be working. They're having dinner, that very awkward dinner, uh-huh. where they ate the Kelpian. Yeah. But it turns out Giorgio's onto her. Which is kind of... I mean, apparently they had a very uh, close relationship. And it was a little 
It was a little sketchy that Michael was going to be able to just talk her way through that. There was no chance in a really real universe. I mean, imagine this could never happen. Imagine having dinner with like Mirror Universe, your mom, and trying to, <laughs> to talk about your childhood. You know? Yeah, but you know, being Star Trek, I was ready for the plan to succeed. <laughs> so it's actually kind of nice that it completely failed. I guess. I mean, this this is sort of the point where things have to fall apart, but they fall apart in an unpredictable way. Yeah, Michael is about to be executed by the Empress herself. She insisted on doing it herself. Uh, the the only fast death to be had in the Empire, apparently. Yeah, so there was still some love, <laughs> if not lost. <laughs> but Michael decides to just spill the beans yeah, and tell the Empress what's going on. About everything. Uh, I, liked, I liked that uh, Giorgio's um, uh, badge came back yeah. as a thing. That was kind of cool. And I love that the Empress just keeps some kind of quantum scanner right by her throne. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? But then it's a very surprising reaction she had. <laughs> uh, she just kills everybody, like, with a fidget spinner. Like, it was already ready. Like, she just keeps that fidget spinner sitting by her like, throne. Like, the throne has the little pillars, and it was sitting on one of those. So now I kind of wonder, like, what's on the other ones? You know? She can keep her whole council in suspense by actually just fidget spinning with it. Oh, yeah. And you never know when she's actually going to throw it and mm-hmm. go through all your brains. It was a pretty gory scene. I was... It was. It was that was impressive. It was a little, um... A little Guardians of the Galaxy, a little uh, Xena Warrior Princess. <laughs> it was very Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> now that you say it. I didn't get the Xena reference, but Guardians, 100%, yeah. She could have whistled during it. I think maybe it whistled. It, it made a sound of some kind. Uh, so that happened, and that's that's where I start to, I don't know, not be able to predict what's going on. <laughs> There's obviously a big secret around the Defiant and the Federation. They don't yeah. want it getting out that that thing even exists. She calls, what, the idea of a multiverse a quaint idea, I believe? Something like that, yeah. But basically that the all the, the core values of the Federation are dangerous to her empire, which is actually kind of a recurring theme uh, with the Mirror Universe, is that... Uh, our our universe kind of infects it with uh, hope and and tolerance. Yeah, well, not well enough, obviously, because, yeah, I agree with you. It seems like every time we go back, we have this little revolution, but then we go back in the next series. <laughs> they're, always ha- they're always having to put down some revolution that's caused <laughs> by the Prime Universe. But then again, I guess Hoshi just kept the uh, evil empire going. So now that the beans have been spilled, the Empress and Michael are getting along a little bit better and actually having yeah. some discussions. They have some common goals, at least. <laughs> yeah, uh, the discovery was flagged down. Um, yeah. Oh, that was a fun one where uh, uh, Michael just kind of spills the, like, how did you get here? And she's like, oh, it's a something displacement spore drive. Yeah, I guess she <laughs> really didn't want to die. <laughs> I guess. She really told everything. <laughs> And that becomes their bargaining chip. So the Empress wants knowledge of this. And yeah. I really did think Michael would hold back, but no, it came I, right out. I was a little surprised the Empress, it seemed it seemed like a new thing to her. I thought their Stemets had been working on something real similar. It does seem that the alternate Stemets was, but it seems like he was also lacking in knowledge. Didn't seem to be as knowledgeable as our Stemets. Well, sure. <laughs> he's, he's lacking the warmth and empathy of our Stemets. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a moment. <laughs> he seemed kind of nice to me. So next we go to Lorca is is in the agonizer getting agonized. Is the guy comes in, he dismisses the regular torturers, and then starts his own kind of routine, um, and is like interrogating Lorca with one of his old uh, crewmen. 
but we don't know what the crewman's from. Could be from anything at this point. But yeah, I mean, now sure, that we know, sure. it really was someone he knew. But at the moment, we weren't supposed to know that Lorca. We still thought it was good guy Lorca. Did we? So this is where it starts to get interesting because the guy is demanding a name. I guess like Lorca slept with his sister or something because he's torturing Lorca and saying like say the name. And mm-hmm. so you think, okay, if it's Prime Lorca, he doesn't <laughs> yes. know the name, right? I thought he was the prime one up to the end, up until the big reveal. Uh, I did not. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You and all the other fans out there who have been calling Mirror Universe Lorca forever. Well, yes. Did you know something? Did you know that there is one genetic difference between Mirror Universe people? (laughs) And this finally explains why the Mirror Universe is darker. It's because they all have sensitive I absolutely love that there's a... Weird canon explanation for why the mirror universe always has the lights off. <laughs> and it became evidence that Michael was like, but Lorca. Right. And just in case no one had followed along up to this point, we got a series of flashbacks of every evil thing Lorca has ever done. It was congratulating the fans. It yes. was like, look at it. You guys did a great job figuring this one out. Here's all the scenes. Hopefully you got this in your review videos. <laughs> Make sure to subscribe and like this video. <laughs> yep. Another little thing it goes back to is the analgesic that Lorca had her formulate was so that he wouldn't be debilitated by the agonizer and could take out that guy. Yeah. What a I good guess, actor. I guess he knew that was going to happen. He had me right to the end there. Yeah. I thought they did almost kill him. So Lorca is, I would say, the big bad at this point because the Empress seems to be on our side. If nothing else, she's pragmatic and he's creepy. So we skipped over kind of a big uh, second part of this episode. We, we skipped the B plot and the C plot. Ooh, there's two. Okay. There so what's going on? Let's, let's start with Stemets. Stemets is lost in the what we find is the mycelial network, mm-hmm. which, uh, as with all of the best Star Trek mindscapes, coincidentally resembles some sets they have on hand. Actually, I was very excited for this because those are some of my favorite episodes of people <laughs> wandering around the ship delirious. Troy, with Troy the running down corridors, a corridor that keeps changing. getting longer. Yeah, yeah, if it opens up into space and this someone is... nearly falls off the edge, that it would have been awesome too. <laughs> uh, this I love the, this stuff, This would be, be the, third, <laughs> the third use of the Discovery sets, I think. Because okay. there's Discovery, the Glen... And now, uh, oh, that's cheating. Mycelial space. <laughs> he comes in contact with Mirror Universe Stemets. Uh huh. And they seem to be getting along pretty well. Mostly. Yeah. Mirror Universe is explaining what's going on. Uh huh. It turns out, though, that the Mirror Universe Stemets needs our Stemets help because A, he's warm and cuddly, but also because he's a better navigator. It yes. seems like this is why the Mirror Universe, they really don't know what's going on. And the. It seems like we're taught that he hurt the network somehow. Yeah, that that Mirror uh, Stemets was the one that had damaged the network, which I think is laying the groundwork for destroying the network at some point. Oh, yeah. Which we've been leading... I mean, that's been a kind of a given for the whole series, right? We have, what, three episodes left after this? So we have to get to saving that network quickly. Uh, or saving it by destroying it? By cutting off <sighs> access to it, maybe? I don't know. I'm kind of hoping the network's around after the season. I hope we don't destroy the network that quickly, but I guess it's possible. It seems likely. Season one. We destroy <laughs> the largest living network in the universe. Go Star Trek. <laughs> Maybe not. Okay. <laughs> well, it seems like the network is like semi-conscious or something, too, because it's kind of helping Stemets out, or Stemets' See, hallucinations are helping I, himself now this out. Now, is, this is an interesting... He, he runs into Hugh, yeah. uh, the Doctor. Yeah. Who is dead, but still sticking around in the network. 
but he also has to break the news to Stemmets, and that was pretty rough. That was rough. Yeah. Uh, that was a good scene. That was good acting on both parts. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't quite get exactly what's happening there. Like who he's talking to. <laughs> like who is Hugh? Yeah. I, is he in, the network? In my mind, he was the network, but I guess. it's so confusing at this point. They do say it's kind of an intelligence, I guess. Yeah, and the mirror Stemmets seem to be afraid of yeah, the network. Probably because he was abusing it. So I guess they they helped each other out. They both got out. You thought they switched places. Totally. So okay. all all he had to do to get out was just force himself out. It's just, you know, Wizard of Oz all over again. And the cut is from his face, good, wholesome Stemmets. Yeah. And now he's in the palace of the Mirror Universe. That's true. But he, like, gets up and walks away like, oh, of course that. Where He didn't seem confused about where he was. He's an intelligent and confident guy. Okay. He adapts okay. to his surroundings instantaneously. Maybe, maybe the Pauls have a plan. <laughs> yeah, so I think they actually did get swapped here. So I think okay. we have Mirror Universe Paul hanging I mean, out on Good Discovery. I mean, I think there are more story options with that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm down with it. it. It's inconclusive, though, because <laughs> even the Discovery Stemmets seem to act semi-normal for Stemmets. See, that's, that's why I thought maybe they didn't switch. But evil Stemmets is wily, so... <laughs> so I guess... Uh, Onto the C plot. The C plot is Ash slash Vuk slash Evil Ash is still having uh, issues in sickbay. Yeah, he's thrashing and and stuff. Yeah, I thought we were full Vok at the end of the last episode, but he's having a hard time of it. Uh, they have him restrained, and when he's not restrained, he's clawing at his chest. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Okay. Ugh. So it looks like Vok takes over most of the time, but Ash with yeah. enough sedatives <laughs> kind of come out. <laughs> like I guess he's having, yeah, he's having brain problems as a result of the whatever happened. Um, and and Sarah does a pretty good job of talking uh, Lorel into helping him. I think. Yeah, you like know, he raises some good points. Every time Saru's left to just argue a point, you always pretty much end up on his side. Except for that one time he got all freaky on that planet. Well, He's yeah. been, yeah, I just found his whole argument to Laurel convincing. Yeah. I thought that she was going to save Vok, so she kept turning him down. And I thought, what are you doing? At least, you know, save Vok, even if you don't care about Ash. Sure. And she gave this argument, this is war, so it doesn't matter. I, and I think that was, you know, like, she clearly had uh, feelings for Vok. And so that was kind of her making herself feel better about, like, well, he's going to die in war. And Saru kind of pointed out, like, no, he's he's just kind of suffering. <laughs> he made his point pretty strongly by just beaming Ash into the containment field. Yeah, that worked. She broke down pretty quickly after that. Yep. And gives him a little uh, brain massage with laser claws. Do you think she's, like, a surgeon or something? Is that standard know. medical kit? I don't know. Was she just, like, shooting things into his brain, or were they, like, little little mind? I don't know. I have no idea so what's So many on. questions there, but... <laughs> it, all I know is it didn't take a circular saw this time. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's what we were both imagining. When she said she could help, I imagine she's like, I'm going to need a saw. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need a washable room and a bunch of saws. But no, instead she gets laser fingers. She laser fingers his brain, and he turns into ash. I guess. I guess. Good Ash? Yeah. The diagram wasn't very helpful. The diagram was a brain with lightning bolts going to it, and she decreased the number of lightning bolts. Yeah, I mean, I guess the brain didn't... It didn't. It's not like the, it had, like, a good and evil meter, and it was, like, moving towards good. That, <laughs> that would have been, been helpful. Very helpful. <laughs> but we didn't get our Ash meter. <laughs> we didn't. Uh, which which brings up... That would be a really weird main character, I think, going forward. If, if we just get Ash the security guard 
who is now apparently Klingon, but still thinks he's Ash. I'm not so sure if he thinks he's Ash. So our evidence is he spoke Klingon phrases in English. So maybe his hmm. brains got integrated. Ah, the old integrated brain trick. And then, yeah, I mean, they were... Now they're like one combined Ash fuck. I really have no idea. It's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> you never know where the show is going. I just hope he gets some kind of, like, superpowers out of this. <laughs> you know, like he's, like, as strong as a Klingon, but as smart as Ash or something. Do you know. think new neutral Ash is going to go after <laughs> Evil Lorca? I feel like um, if, if Evil Lorca is going to be the new bad guy, uh, everybody's going to have to, like, get a, an interaction with him, you know? Get some closure. Oh, definitely Ash, because yeah. we need to know that whole story. Like, why did he handpick Ash and promote him so quickly and all that kind of stuff? You know, I, for a moment, I thought the guy they brought him in the brig uh, was Ash. Yeah, I know. He had the beard. Yeah. We're I thought that would have been that would have been a great callback, though. Like, <laughs> I'm sure it'll happen eventually. Maybe, maybe Mirror Ash died at the Binary Stars, too. I think we did learn that real Ash, human Ash, was captured. So it wasn't a corpse. They actually yeah. did capture him. Yeah. And it was, then Trekna Babel happened, and it maybe, got confusing. Maybe in the Mirror Universe, Voke was actually Ash, who had been altered to look like a Klingon. Oh, God. We're not starting that fan theory. That was <laughs> way too far out there. So I think, I think that pretty much wraps things up. Lorca is evil. He organized the whole thing. Uh, apparently groomed Michael Burnham in a super creepy way. When he said destiny, what he really meant was my plans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to find out what that sun is in the middle of the, the palace ship. It's got to become a plot point at some point. It's probably so. going to either save or destroy the mycelial network. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's definitely... It's going to look super cool when it blows up and takes the throne ship with it. <laughs> <laughs> definitely.